Welcome to the In Your Corner podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage, inspire, and educate young, up-and-coming athletes to help them reach their fullest potential. We hope that you get a lot out of this episode today. We're going to be interviewing my lovely wife, Erica, on her trials, tribulations, and experience growing up as a female athlete, and talk about her successes, but also some of the things that she wishes she could have changed or known at the time. So without further ado, let's get on to the episode. Let's get into it. Yeah, it's funny because... I just started track season. So, and I coach high school track. So I'm surrounded right now every afternoon by 14, 15 year old girls. So, okay. Sometimes I see myself and it's scary, you know? Yeah. Imagine 180 minutes you just walking around. (laughs) Yeah, that's scary. Um, So, we're to pick up where we left off uh, from the last podcast. Obviously, my interpretation of being like not necessarily the best behaved kid growing up, discipline had a certain meaning to me. Uh, what would you say, first off, what, what was your definition of discipline when you were 14? Oh, I was a rigid rule follower, Catholic girl. So rules were important to me, and I judged myself and everybody based off if they were good or bad. There was no gray area. So we probably would not have dated <laughs> in middle school no, we or not. high school. No. Well, I probably wouldn't have dated you, but you probably wouldn't have dated me either. I probably would have wanted to. Thought I could change you probably. <laughs> <laughs> the story of our relationship. I'm not that bad. I was not that bad of a kid. No. Just more. You just took more risks. Risks. Yeah. Yes. Um so 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 what did discipline mean to you, though? I think it meant there was a rule and you follow it. And if you don't follow it, there should be consequences. And where I always struggled was when the consequences didn't match. So, for example, I didn't drink in high school um, or college. And I knew that other people did. And if they beat me, I couldn't handle it because... The rule was you're not supposed to drink and drinking is bad. So why are you beating me? And I just, I just like, it just, you know, lived in me and grew and had a hold on me. Hmm. So you're finding that the rules of this world are not fair. Correct. (laughs) And that was hard to deal with. And sometimes I still find myself there. That was, I was very much, it should be this way and only this way. And that's it. Do you, do you see that with your athletes now where that maybe with jealousy or some, you know, something along those lines where it's unfair? Yes. What I see a lot is, uh, people focusing on what other people are doing and then trying to control that. So they see somebody else making choices that they wouldn't make, and then they want to either help that person or um, almost even it could be a little spiteful, like make themselves better because that person's doing the wrong choice. Um, Yeah, so they instead of focusing on what they're doing and what they can control themselves, 
they're spending all this energy and all this stress and all this worry on other people's choices, whether their choices are right or wrong. And usually it's whether their choices are wrong. Yeah. Are you following me? <laughs> what? So, so let's say you have an athlete though, that is that person. Where is the line of where they, they should help that other person or should they just focus on themselves? My dad told me mm-hmm. way back when True. that you can own, you can't control anybody else. You can only control yourself. So, um, yeah, it's a hard answer, but my answer is y- you have no power in anybody else's life. You have to be your best self. And if they, if you build a relationship with that person, they see your life because of your choices, then they're more likely to change, but they're not going to change because of what you say they can or cannot do. I like it. That's uh, what I wish I would have known because I wasted so much time trying to fix other people and trying to justify myself based on what other people were, were not doing. And it just kind of derailed me for a while. I agree. Honestly, at 14, I wasn't even thinking about that type of stuff. I was so caught up in <laughs> pleasing and everything else that I wasn't thinking that deep. Yeah. Obviously you didn't realize you were doing it, right. but we are on completely different ends of the spectrum there. So that's what you would tell your 14 year old self. Yes. I would. I like it. Control yourself. So, so what does discipline look like for you today? Oh gosh. As a mom? Yes. <laughs> we have four kids, so um I feel like that's what I spend the majority of my time doing. I think um I don't know. I I think discipline is about choices and um learning from what goes well and what doesn't go well and then making adjustments. So I don't, I, I'm not as rigid as I once was, yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I would agree. And then if you like looked at our living room, you would have validation in that answer. Cause it's a little crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Socks and clothes and games everywhere. It's, it's like hurting cats, <laughs> but, um, okay. I'll agree with that. So, Next question, failure. Um, what would you have told your 14 year, 14 year old self about failure? The perspective I've gained on failure is that everybody does it mm. and that um, it's not final. So um, an example I'll probably share quite often is that I didn't win a single state championship. You know, I would cut out newspaper clips. I don't know if people still do that. But I would cut out newspaper clips and like post them, you know, on my mirror or on like a billboard where I could see because, you know, several years we got second place or, you know, we lost by thousands of a second in track. And um, that motivated me because my whole goal was to be a state champion. And I was runner up a dozen of times. <laughs> what's, that, what's that movie called? bridesmaid the 21 dresses or something yes. like that oh, 21. that's right okay. yeah that was me very much me so tell let's uh <laughs> can we talk about uh who you were surrounded with when we talked about you always getting second place and your husband and your brother oh okay so this joke is 
that my brother is younger than me, also a hurdler, and he is a two-time state champion. And so, um, is this a story that we're talking about? Okay. And um, after he won his senior year, Tony and I, we were engaged, I'm pretty sure at the time. Um, we took him out to lunch. And so we went to this little restaurant. We slid in the booth and Tony and uh, my brother Scott sat on one side and I sat on the other side of the booth. And Tony said. I can't remember exactly what I said. He said, well, you know what this side is for? This side's for state champions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. I'm so cruel. So cruel. But just just digging in where it hurts. You, you were know? way past that. That was more to make he had just wanted to stay. That was making yeah. him feel good. Yeah, it was. In spite of you. <laughs> <laughs> but But yeah, but I saw myself as a failure because I A, I didn't accomplish my goal. And I thought the only way to be successful and to be known and to be cool and all of that was to be a state champ. And I didn't have that to my name. And so I just always felt less than because of it and really insecure because of that. So, um, but in perspective now, having gone through what I've gone through, I see that, um, you know, it's not final. Like just because that was a one race, one meet, one title, there's other things. Even one year. Even one year. There are other things that you go on to accomplish. Like there's always tomorrow and there's always the next day and there's always the next challenge, whether it, it's in the same arena or in a different arena. You know, you always kind of can move forward and you learn from, you know, what happened in the past. Um, and how many state champions have championships have you coached now? I think seven. Which is pretty cool. I don't know. I've lost count. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I was just going to brag on you too. I was going to say now you've actually double over double the what. We Scott and I have done as far as this state championships. So I think that's awesome perspective. You you just never know. I'm, when you're when you're an athlete, you think that this timeline is the rest of your life. You mm -hmm. think like I talked last podcast about getting injured. I thought that injury was gonna last me for the rest of my life. Um when you're in your senior season, you think that this is the rest of your life. You just mm -hmm. do. I can't I can't explain it, but you do. Mm -hmm. 10 years after Erica graduates from college, even she's, yeah. she's now won seven state championships and she was in this pity mode <laughs> where, Oh, you know, I didn't win my high school state championships and you just never know what your greater purpose is going to be. And I bet you, she's right. taking more purpose in helping these, these young female athletes win their state championships and not only that improving their life and giving them skills for later you just never know what's in store and what skills you're gonna learn you probably got more out of losing right. than winning exactly exactly okay um let's move on <laughs> so y you said it was one of my biggest <laughs> flaws was other people's opinions of me i didn't say that i just reiterated what you have always said that's true okay it's not negative. Would you say this would be yours as well? Caring what other people think of me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I was yes. right. <laughs> yeah. Whether it was like the senior boy, you know, by the hanging out by the library or um, a girl from another team, even, but you said adults didn't affect you. I really cared what my teachers and my coaches thought of me, you know? I did too. So I, I did too. Yeah. I think we all do. 
I think we all do. And I even think as grownups, we still Oh, absolutely. Do. Yeah, I, I can sit there and say, I don't care what anyone thinks about me, mm-hmm. but there's still, you still do. Yeah. You just, you just get better at it. Yeah. And I think the, the perspective I have now, or what I would tell myself back then, is I tried so hard to make people who made it clear that they didn't want to be my friend or, you know, have anything to do with me. I tried so hard to get them back in my life, to make them see that I was okay, to make them see that we could be friends. And now I realize I should have just let them go because, and focused on the people I had around me that were supporting me, that I had fun with, that I wasn't stressed out around. You know, I wasted so much time trying to hold on to old friendships or just, you know, or even just friendships that have just run their course. You know, not everything is meant to last forever. So, um, that's the difference now is that I would say yeah. back then. Um, so what would you tell your 14 year old self? What advice would you give her? Well, this is kind of a fun question because, um, one of my favorite blog posts from my, she plays now blog. Um, I asked a whole bunch of my Iowa state teammates, um, what they would tell their 14 year old self and just reading them was like, Yes, I tell myself that, and I tell myself that, and I tell myself that. So it's just neat to see everybody's different perspectives and how we've all grown to do, you know, different, just different, so many neat different things um, after sport. Um, but I think the biggest thing I would tell myself um, is that today isn't final. Like whatever you're going through right now is not final. I see this so much with with the kids I coach is everything is so big and so final and you can't, you know, it's, it's brain development at the same time. Like, you know, when you're a teenager, it's, everything is egocentric, you know, you have a hard time looking past yourself, but I think I just needed someone to breathe into me that this is not final. This, um, you know, this slump that you're going through, it's not final. You'll grow out of it. This friendship that's dragging you down or this boyfriend that's a turd, it's not final. You'll grow past it. Um, you know, that, that's the one thing that I wish I had somebody saying to me is it's not final. And that's a great place to end for the day. Um, just to recap, some of the things that we talked about, life's not fair. Focus on what you can control. Let people go. And most importantly, I think the, the main point from you today was it's not final. So. If you got something out of this, if you could share this with a friend, um, another athlete, a parent of an athlete, and if you enjoyed it, if you could give us a rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate that. So until next time, go play you.